Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Every day, we rise. Challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome into Duval Daily, presented by GenJag.com. I'm Jordan DeLugo. Thanks so much for tuning in here on Friday, April 28th. We have got a day two preview for the 2023 NFL Draft for your Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars, after trading down twice, acquiring an extra fourth, fifth, and seventh round pick, they nabbed offensive tackle Anton Harrison out of Oklahoma, one of the youngest players in this draft, coming off two strong seasons of play at left tackle for Oklahoma. One of my favorite prospects in this class, and this is not revisionist history. This is a guy I've been talking about for months as one of the most underrated prospects in the 2023 NFL draft class was a top 10 overall grade for me in this class. Harrison has youth. He has experience, tremendous coordination, length, athleticism as a pass protector, and a violence to his game that shows up both in pass protection and when you get him moving in the run game. He's going to help the Jaguars get ETN free on some of this outside zone stuff that they love to run. Can he improve his consistency at the point of attack in the run game? Yes, absolutely. He can improve his ability to sustain blocks at the point of attack. Are there many things that he can improve on? Coming into the NFL as a prospect who just turned 21 years old. Yes, absolutely. There are things Anton Harrison can improve on. But he had, in my opinion, the best hands in this class at the position. Many different pass sets and hand counters that he has to defeat defenders with ease. And he did it against a lot of talented talented prospects. You talk about Felix Anu DK Uzoma getting drafted to the Kansas City Chiefs, one of the Jaguars' you know, primary rivals in the AFC right now outside of their own division. And Anton Harrison had his way with Felix Anudike Uzoma out of Kansas State. So I think this is a prospect that is a home run for the Jaguars at 27 overall. He started one game at right tackle for Oklahoma in 2022. So when you look at that, uh, I think you have some versatility there. He says it's a natural switch for him between left tackle and right tackle. And he also shared that he'll play anywhere. I think there's a possibility that the Jaguars could see him at guard at some point during his rookie year. They're going to work to get their best five on the field in 2023, no matter what. And I think Anton Harrison more than likely will end up being that from the very jump for the Jaguars. He's a culture fit for the Jaguars, first and foremost. That's something that Trent Baalke, Doug Peterson, even Trevor Lawrence, when they get up on the podium, they talk about character, they talk about culture. And so... Bringing in guys with high draft capital, they're going to need to fit what the Jaguars have in that locker room. Anton Harrison does that to a T. Um, and look, protecting Trevor Lawrence, it's never going to be a bad idea. 
especially when you're doing it with one of the most talented pass protectors in the entire class. I firmly believe that Anton Harrison belongs in that conversation. Just one sack allowed and nearly 450 pass rush reps in 2022 at Oklahoma as a 20-year-old. He did not turn 21 until after the 2022 football season. Jags fans, in my opinion, should be smiling from ear to ear about this one. Add in the fact that they added three picks in the process, you know, trading back from 24 to 25 and then 25 to 27. Trent Baalke was cooking in that war room last night for the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jags now, they have 11 more picks entering the final two days of the draft. So you've got rounds two and three tonight, again, Friday, April 28th. The Jags have 56 overall in the second round, 88 overall in the third round, but they also have nine picks on day three, including three fourth-round picks and three sixth-round picks. The Jaguars are not going to use all those picks on players. They're likely going to package some picks up, uh, move up at some point, maybe multiple times. Heck, they could even trade all the way up to to the top of the second round here if they if they want to get frisky and, and go pursue one of these prospects that they thought maybe would end up going in the first round. They could also use that draft capital to trade for a vet. Perhaps a Buda Baker trade could be in the works uh, coming down the pike here. We'll see how it all plays out. What are the Jaguars' top needs on the roster heading into day two of the 2023 NFL Draft? For me, I think you could look at cornerback slash nickel still. Uh, definitely think you can improve your back-end coverage. I think edge is still a need. You have Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker who are going to be your starters in 2023 on the edge. But you need some rotational depth. You lost Arden Key to Tennessee. Dewan Smoot, he's dealing with an Achilles injury and he's not even under contract with the Jaguars. So you don't know what his future is, when he'll be healthy if the Jaguars do end up bringing him back. Uh, So you can look at that position as well. I think interior offensive line you could look at potentially, right? Uh, I, I think that with the addition of Anton Harrison, that might become a little bit less of a need for the Jaguars considering they think Walker Little can play some some guard. Um, Anton Harrison might be able to play some guard for you. So I think that's a little bit less of a need, but I, I could still see it being something that they address at some point. I think tight end depth beyond Evan Ingram, who's not currently under contract. He's got the franchise tag placed on him, has not signed that franchise tag, but the Jaguars and Evan Ingram, they're working to get an contract extension done we'll see how that plays out but I think tight end depth could certainly be in play I still wouldn't be shocked even after bringing in or excuse me um, extending Devon Hamilton and Roy Robertson Harris and then you have Foley Fatu Kasi as well on the interior I wouldn't be surprised if at some point in the draft the Jaguars pursue the interior of the defensive line I don't think it's high on the list of needs per se But long-term, I think you could still build out the back end of that group as well. Um, I'd expect them to address the defense in a big way tonight. I think a lot of folks expected the pick yesterday to either be cornerback slash nickel, edge, or offensive tackle. Ended up being offensive tackle. And so the Jaguars, they went ahead and fortified their offensive line, fortified uh, uh, the, the tackle spot, you know, with Cam Robinson being suspended for the first six games of the season. Where does Anton Harrison play? Is it left tackle, right tackle? We'll see how it plays out. I think he's going to start at one of those tackle spots early on in his rookie year while Cam Robinson is suspended. And then once Cam Robinson returns, we'll see how they shuffle the deck at offensive line. Uh, but with going offensive tackle in round one, I expect the Jaguars to go defense in a big way 
on on night two of the 2023 NFL draft. If you look at corner slash nickel, you've still got Brian Branch on the board, who is a borderline top 10 prospect for me, who is the best nickel in this class. Um, Absolutely stellar when it comes to pursuit, when it comes to his instincts and coverage, his quick, his foot quickness and hip fluidity. I think Brian Branch has everything you're looking for at nickel. Uh, Cam Smith, he's got a really, really aggressive demeanor at the position. Has played some nickel, played more outside though at South Carolina. He's a really fun prospect. Who I had a first round grade on Joey Porter Jr., another one who slid down the board. And you've got the Steelers picking at the top of day two. Not sure Joey Porter Jr. makes it past the first pick on day two. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Um, you know, obviously being the son of Steelers legend Joey Porter Sr. Uh, but, you know, if he doesn't go at 32 overall, maybe you could look to trade up for a Joey Porter Jr. who has incredible length at the position, plays with uh, aggressiveness, a physicality that I think the Jaguars would really value. You've got DJ Turner, the fastest corner in this class at 426. I think he could play inside or outside for you coming out of Michigan. Clark Phillips, who played primarily outside at Utah, didn't test as well, doesn't really have the size you're looking for in terms of the height and the length um, on the outside, so he projects to play inside. You've still got Juju Brents out of Kansas State, who's one of the uh, biggest, freakiest athletes at the position. Trey Tomlinson, who is kind of the opposite. He is a, an athlete at the position, but five foot eight, really small compared to Julius Brents. Uh, Keely Ringo's still on the board out of Georgia. Everybody knows about him. Tyreek Stevenson out of Miami is a a corner the Jaguars have shown interest in. He has some experience playing nickel and outside. Corey Trice, uh, one of the most underrated corners in this class. Really good tape in 2022. Really good athlete at the position. You could say the same thing about Terrell Smith. Uh, Makai Blackman, a really talented corner who transferred from Colorado over to uh, uh, USC in 2022 had a really good season for them. He's an aggressive corner as well. So I think the Jaguars, if they want to go corner, you know, kind of solidify what they have beyond Tyson Campbell and Darius Williams at the cornerback position, they could definitely do that. I think it would make a lot of sense. Uh, at edge, still got a lot of talent on the board. BJ Ojolari, a prospect who I thought could go in the first round. Keon White, a prospect I thought could go in the first round. Um, Derek Hall still on the board out of Auburn. We've talked about him a ton. Zach Harrison out of Ohio State, who's a prospect that looks like a bulky build type of prospect. Just freaky long levers on on Zach Harrison, a former five-star recruit. Really, really impressive athlete, linear athlete, but can also... um, can also move down the line of scrimmage, play at multiple spots, and and do a lot for you up front. Isaiah Foskey, Notre Dame's all-time leading sacker, still on the board. Struggles with some consistency at times, but he has the size, the length, the athleticism, everything you're looking for. A little bit stiff-hipped is Isaiah Foskey, but he can do a lot for you as a rotational rusher, you know, behind Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker. Yaya Diaby out of Louisville, a prospect who I have a day two grade on. He is an incredible athlete with really good length, violent, 
physical play style coming off the edge. I think he can kick inside as well. You've got Byron Young from Tennessee. We've talked about him on here, the 25-year-old former dollar store general manager who's now going to find his way into the NFL. Byron Young has some of the best get-off and speed in this class at the position, and he knows how to use it. He can absolutely uh, get to the quarterback in a hurry coming off the edge out of Tennessee. So lots of options at edge for the Jaguars going into day two. Uh, If they wanted to look at tight end, only tight end that came off the board was Dalton Kincaid. You've still got Michael Mayer, Tucker Kraft, Luke Musgrave, Sam Laporta. If you want to go get a big boy to, to be an inline, inline tight end, Darnell Washington still available. So tight end, you've got plenty of talent there at the position. On the interior of the offensive line, again, if they just want to continue to fortify up front, uh, Steve Avila out of, out of TCU still on the board. He's my... Uh, my OL interior offensive lineman three, obviously Osiris Torrance still on the board. John Michael Schmitz out of Minnesota, Cody Mock, Chandler Zavala, Joe Tipman, a lot of talented interior offensive linemen I think the Jaguars could look at. I'd be a little bit surprised if they pull the trigger on an interior offensive lineman today after what they did yesterday, but you never know. And again, I still would not be shocked if they add beef up front on defense. You've got Keanu Benton out of Wisconsin, who is a bowling ball, a butcher knives type of player, really, really big interior defensive lineman who can hold the point, but also has athleticism and a bunch of hand moves and counters to get into the backfield quickly. Really like Keanu Benton out of Wisconsin. Gervon Dexter would not be surprising if the Jaguars have some interest in him out of Florida. Uh, Tommy Adabare out of Northwestern, still on the board. Guy who played a lot of edge for them, but has been projected to be more of an interior pass rusher at the next level. Zach Pickens out of South Carolina, I'm super high on. I think he has the ability, the potential within him to become an impact pass rusher uh, from the interior at the next level. And I feel the same way about Mora Ojomo out of Texas. Um, look, my best guess for Friday is that the Jaguars, they trade up to land an edge that they're fond of. I think. This could go so many different ways. With what the Jaguars have draft capital-wise, there's so many different things they could do. Again, they could trade for a veteran. They could trade up. They could stick and pick at 56 and then trade up from 88. They could stick and pick, stick and pick at 56 and 88 and then trade up from the fourth round to get back into the third round or to get to the top of the fourth round. We'll see how it all plays out. There's so many different things they can do. But again, my best guess here is that the Jaguars, they trade up to land a pass rusher that they're fond of. Um, For me, I'll go ahead and say B.J. Ojolari or Derek Hall. They're two of my favorites available on the board. But again, I think Isaiah Foskey and and Zach Harrison make a ton of sense for them as well. We'll see how it plays out. But again, my best guess, they trade up to land one of these edge rushers they like. And then they also end up landing a corner later on day two. Uh, For me... I'd be all in on on landing one of those edge rushers or landing a Brian Branch or or a JPJ at this point. That's where I'd be looking if I was the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I think that's where they will be looking. Lots of intrigues. I think the Jaguars hit a home run on on night one of the draft, moving back three picks, selecting Anton Harrison, and, and adding three picks in the process. And now they have a ton of maneuverability 
in 2023 for the rest of this NFL draft. We'll see how it all plays out on day two of the draft. Thank you so much for tuning in to this day two preview. Love to know what you guys think about what the Jaguars did on night one, what they can do on night two. Hit me up on Twitter at Jordan DeLugo. You can also follow Generation Jaguar at Generation Jag. Hit that like and subscribe button on YouTube. Comment in the comment section. Hit the notification bell so you don't miss a show. And if you're on your podcast platform of choice, please subscribe and review. Have a good one, Duval. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.